Friendly Stories Podcast is brought to you by McGigan's Grilled Cheese. Come and get your gribblies. Recording live from Dallas, Texas, it's Friday night at midnight, so you know what that means, folks. It's time to party with your host, Kevin McInerney, and with him as always, a pointless story. <clears throat> well, thank you, fellas. Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin McInerney. I'm going to be your host this evening, and I'm going to tell you guys a little story about my first ever business trip. So to tell this story, I'm going to have to give a few ground rules. I'm not going to tell you the company names uh, just because I don't know how they're going to feel about the story. I don't know. You know, I just, I don't know. So I'm going to leave out the company that I worked for. I'm going to leave out the company that I went to see. And I'm still going to tell you the story because it's kind of funny. And, you know, it really tells a little bit more about how this got started and how you know, pointless stories can bring people closer, and, and it's a, it's just a kind of a funny story, honestly. So I was 22. I had just started at this company downtown Dallas, and I was working in sales. And I got the job because I was working at a bar, and I was ready to get out. You know, we had gone to Dallas, uh, where my brother lived, for my graduation dinner from college. And I'd been there a semester longer, not in school, but to walk. I was still working in town. And I decided, you know, I need to do something with my degree and I'm going to move to the city. And Emily and I, we decided that. And within two weeks of that graduation dinner, the stars aligned. It seemed like everything kind of fell into place. It was kind of wild. You know, we started looking at places. We started, you know, counting up how much I was getting from my graduation checks because that was what kind of kept us afloat for a while was the money I got for graduating college which shout out everyone that gave me any amount of money because I graduated college that means a lot you know all of you knew me from the beginning so you you were there for the whole ride and and here I am telling stories on a podcast during a global pandemic who would have thought but back to the story Uh, I honestly don't know where I am. I'm going to have to pause this and figure out exactly where I was. And I figured it out. I I just went back. You don't know it, but that's what what editing's all for. So I went back and I realized that I was telling you about how we moved out to Dallas. So we were looking at places and I found this place online and we were like, hey, we're going to go drive down and, and try and look at some apartments and see what it would be like to actually live out there. Because my brother and his girlfriend lived out there and I just thought, man, it would be so cool to live in this city. I grew up skateboarding. We would go downtown secretly. We would sneak downtown. Don't tell my mom and dad. They're probably listening, so they probably already heard. But we would go down there, and we would skate, and we'd get in trouble, and it was all a part of growing up. But it was the coolest thing. I never would have thought I was ever working downtown or living downtown. And I I always thought that would be a cool thing. And, and Dallas is a cool city. So we start looking at places. We go down. It's on a rainy Sunday because that's how smart we are. We both work during the week, even though I worked at the bar. Emily was working at a daycare. She was commuting. Actually, at the time, nope, she wasn't working at the daycare anymore. So she did work at a daycare, but she had left that job because she was commuting so much. And we already didn't get to see each other that much, so that kind of sucked. She didn't love the job as much. She was just there with one other person and a bunch of kids, which can be a lot. So she left the job and she started working at a cafe, which was really cool. I got to go eat breakfast there and see her. But so we were working these jobs and 
we went on a Sunday because it was the only days we had off. And when we got downtown, we realized that all the places were closed. So we were like, shit out of luck. But we ended up finding a place that we thought was cool. And we, we were going to plan it out. We were going to come back next weekend. And, you know, the crazy thing, Emily's grandparents were actually coming into town that next weekend. So we tell them about the idea. We're like, hey, we want to move downtown. But, you know, I had a bad mark on my credit history. Yeah, I know. It's not the coolest thing. I signed a lease for a place my freshman year of college for my sophomore year, eager to move in with my buddies, thinking that this was the dream, and soon realizing that failing all your classes is not the dream. So I had to leave, and I just I couldn't go back. I knew it would be trouble for me. I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with being that far away from my family. I didn't have a car. And I felt like I was trapped out in Lubbock. And if you've ever been to Lubbock, there's not a lot to do if you're not 21 and you can't go to the bar and you're stuck in the dorms with a bunch of engineers. And you're not really an engineer, but you always thought engineering was kind of cool because you liked building stuff. So you thought, hey, I'll be an engineer because most of the adults I know are engineers because my dad's an engineer and his buddies are. And I thought it always made sense. And... So I was in the dorms with all those guys, and they're a lot smarter than I was. I I somehow got in. I somehow just made my way through school. I swear I did it on street smarts. I feel like I never opened a book. People always say that, but I ended up graduating with with pretty good grades, and it didn't didn't really matter what I did. I kind of did something completely different than what I went to school for. I wanted to do business. I wasn't good at accounting, so I didn't do business. And here I am in the business world, in sales, and I'm getting ready to go on my first ever business trip because I weaseled my way in. And I'm going to tell you how. So there was this hierarchy in the sales team. It was the big boss, founder of the company, his brother, who was kind of the, he was like the team lead, but he was also the boss anytime anyone else wasn't around. He was like another co-founder of the company. Two really good guys. They're the saltiest salesmen you'll ever hear in your life. These guys, they know everything about sales. They like they. I'm pretty sure they created a type of sale. I'm not joking. Uh, I'm not fact checking, and I'm hoping they're not listening because they're probably getting a kick out of it. But they might not be. I don't know. But they're good guys, and I wanted so bad to be good at sales, but I don't know if I could thrive in that environment. I got hired because. I sent my resume straight to the boss because my brother said, hey, they're hiring sales guys. Just send them your resume. And so I did. And then he gave me his phone number and I just called him straight up and asked for an interview. And I ended up getting the job. I went in, I interviewed, crushed it, you know, because I was a people person in my mind. I worked at the bar. I was the guy. I could talk to anybody. So I went in there and pretty much did it on Street Smarts again. And I think that was kind of the whole thing that held me back is that I didn't show myself as this college graduate kid who was Mr. Sales trying to be business, went to business school. I was just this kid who went to college who wanted to be working in an office because I thought that was where I was supposed to be because I thought I could be a salesman. I, I sell drinks all day. I could do it. So I end up going to this job every day kind of stressing that I'm going to get fired because I was never like, I never felt like I was the same. I don't know. It was a whole thing. Whatever. That's another story. We'll get into that later. Who cares? 
But there was these guys. The guy that I was going on the business trip with, let's call him Brad. Brad was a great guy. Brad is a bit older than me, probably one of the best salesmen I've ever heard. He got his start knocking doors with Pest, and he could go to anybody and sell you his pest control because he's going to show you exactly what's wrong and tell you your neighbor's name because he talked to him 20 minutes ago because he's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. But <laughs> I am there. We're, we're there late one night because my mind was, or my mindset was, I'm going to stay late with these guys as long as they do so that way they think that I'm one of them and I'm important too, even though I'm just this kid and they're a lot older than me. And they're making a lot more money because they're a lot better at sales and they're really smart guys. So I'm there late and Brad gets this email from this top of the line company. I'm not going to tell you the company because I definitely can't use their name. I don't think. I'm not 100% positive. I don't know all the rules of this. This is my first podcast ever. So I don't know if I'm allowed to say their name. So I'm not going to do it. But we were going we're gonna to go see them and they don't even know it. And it's all because he's finally got this guy's phone number. This guy who works at this company, he is a bigwig. He was on Undercover Boss. And if you've seen every episode, you probably know who I'm talking about. And if you don't, you're not even a fan. So don't even talk to me about Undercover Boss. But he challenged us. He pretty much said, oh yeah, you can come, tomorrow. You can come on, on Monday if you want. So Brad said that he was going to book the first flights out. And... He then took the ideas to, you know, the top dog bosses. They, they, we just all went in, in, I'm trying to think of names for these guys. I haven't really thought how to, how to rename them. So we're going to call them Jim and Bob. Jim and Bob. Perfect. That's actually great. So Jim and Bob. Jim is the younger brother, co-founder, kind of the team lead boss guy when Big Boss isn't around. Big Boss is Bob. Bob the Big Boss. There we go. Perfect. So... We all go meet up in Jim's office and we're hanging out and we're, we're spitballing this idea about how Brad's going to go on this trip to go pitch these guys because they're a huge company and we knew that if Brad got in the room with them, he was going to sell them. Hands, he was not leaving there without a signed contract. So we're looking at flights, we're trying to plan it all out and me being this young, you know, 22 year old little shithead, I'm trying to weasel my way in. So I start spitballing these ideas out there, you know, like, man, you know, maybe you should just drive. And they're like, huh, I wonder how long it would take to drive. So we start mapping it. But in my mind, I'm going to drive him. I knew that from the time that I said, maybe you could drive. I knew how to plant ideas in the room. I knew that if you said what you wanted to do first, your first idea gets shot down every time. So all you got to do is start making them think of the idea. So I said, what if you drove? So we start thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, oh man, road trip. You just go, oh, it'd be so sick. You get there, you get to kind of drive around. You get to see the city, you get to go in, you get to pitch the guy. And they're like, oh man, that sounds like a great idea. That's a pretty cool idea. I was like, oh man. He's like, yeah, but this, so, so, the, so Jim and Bob get kind of worried. They're like, hey, well, how are you going to prepare? If you drive up Sunday night, you know, you're going to be exhausted when you get there. And there I go. I'm ready. I was waiting for someone to say he's not going to be prepared because you got to be tip top at this company. You can't be going in there on, you know, no sleep because you're turning up on a business trip. And that's why they're sending Brad because Brad's the only other sales guy. 
And Brad doesn't drink or do any drugs or do anything because he's a great guy and he believes in the Mormon faith and they don't do that. And Jim and Bob don't either. They don't, they're not Mormons, but they trust Brad because he's not a bad guy. He's the best salesman they have, honestly. All the other guys and I, we tried to get Brad to pitch our stuff because we secretly thought that Jim was trying to get a better relationship with them and then do a bad job on the deal because they're not the best fit right then and then kind of come back and get them. But I think that was just kind of a myth. I ended up becoming super close with Jim. Jim was one of my biggest homies, like taught me so much, took me under his wing. Um, I just couldn't get over the the whole being the the young guy who's, who's just going to do it all for you the whole time. I never felt like I would ever be a big dog. You know what I mean? You got to be a big dog. You got to come in with that big dog status. So you can maintain that big dog status. So you're always a big dog. But if you come in scraping at the bowl, trying to get whatever you can because you're looking for scraps, they're never going to treat you like a big dog. You're always the dog they saved. So that was kind of how that whole turn thing turned out. But whatever. So I end up planting the idea saying, you know, well, you got to just find someone that can go with you, maybe like a buddy or something who doesn't have work and who's like likes road trips or something, you know, who could, who's good at long drives. You know, I'm pretty good at long drives. You know, I could go with you. Kind of like threw it under my breath. I didn't really, I don't think I ever said I could go with you. I just said, you know, I'm pretty good at road trips. And I just kind of left it at that. And everyone's eyes went big and they go, oh shit, K-Mac's trying to go on the trip. They all called me K-Mac. My name's Kevin. You can call me Kev, you can call me Mac. I don't like being called K-Mac. It was like a nickname I had, I think in seventh grade by like eighth grade girls who thought, you know, listening to Screamo was their entire lives. So I don't know. I don't really like the nickname. I didn't like it there, but I, you know, I was sold when I was there. I acted like the biggest cheerleader ever for the whole company. I practically was the company hype man. I would run around skipping jumping up and down, go over to people, give, I'd give the entire company a high five to start the day after I bought the sales team donuts. And I'm like 22 or 23. I'm doing whatever I can to look like the most cut into the company dude there was. I was sold. I was, I'm going to work here till I die. I'm ready. And I soon realized I was not ready to do that. And it was during my honeymoon, but that's another story, a great story, but we'll get to that. But Finally, after I said that I could drive, you know, they, they're down. They're like, Kevin, you can go. We're going to let you drive. You're going to get to go on your first business trip ever. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? You got to make sure Matt's ready. You got to get the contract ready, dude. You got to get it ready. So I get the contract ready and I'm hyped, but I'm also kind of nervous because it's Friday and the trip is on Sunday and we're meeting on Monday and we're driving back on Monday. We're driving all the way out to Mississippi from Texas on two days notice. I haven't even told my fiance because she's now my fiance, Emily, my beautiful wife. When I got the job at this company, I had told her growing up that once I got a job out of the industry, the food industry or the service industry or whatever, once I went and finished school and got a dope job, I'd be ready to marry her. I, I knew I was ready to marry her from high school. We've been together since high school, but I knew that I had to do that because we needed stability and we needed a stable schedule because we were working opposite schedules. We did the long distance. We were there. We've been together forever. So I, I love her to death. She's my best friend in the whole world. So 
we're, she's my fiance at the time. I haven't even told her about this trip at all. And it's like, okay, I'm going on, on Sunday. And yeah, that was that. I, I got off work, uh, but I, I had sat there with these guys for like another hour and a half because I'm like, I don't know what to, to bring on a business trip. What do I need? Like, what do I need to bring? What do I need to wear? Because I don't want to dress too formal or dress too down because I don't freaking know, man. I've never been on a business trip before. And all they ever did was talk about how Brad had the dopest clothes. He had these blue velvet Ferragamo loafers with these matching pants and jacket. And oh my gosh, he was the man. And I'm looking at my closet saying, I've got a bunch of stuff from Goodwill that kind of fits me because I'm kind of losing weight now because I'm not at the bar eating french fries and burgers literally every day because I became a manager and food was kind of just free for me. And yeah, so I was losing weight. My clothes didn't fit right. And I'm freaking out going, I need to go buy some clothes on Saturday for this trip. So, you know, me being the big spender that I am, I headed straight to Target and I got the dopest you know, white button up shirt that I could find on discount. And I got it because I wasn't making big bucks. I was working hourly at this time while everyone else had salary and benefits. And I was on hourly for whatever reason. I had a degree, everyone had a degree, but I was the only one who was hourly. Kind of a crazy thing, whatever. We'll, we'll touch on that at some point, probably. I don't know, I don't really care anymore. You know, I'm doing good now, hey, hey. You know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. But back to the trip, you know, so I've weaseled my way in. I'm trying to figure out what to wear. They tell me what to wear. And I say, do I need a briefcase or something? You know, I need like, you know, I need to have something for my laptop in case I need to whip up a contract on the fly. You know what I mean? Cause that's what they pretty much told me. So I don't have a briefcase. I don't have money to go get a briefcase. I don't have a cool leather bag. Like all these other guys who, you know, have cool leather bags. I don't know. I don't know what those kind of guys are, but I didn't have one. You know, I had a backpack. It was kind of shitty. Who knows? I don't know what brand it was. Maybe Jansport. It was pretty cool, but it wasn't the best. It definitely, it was not the best. So I wasn't bringing it. So I thought, you know, my dad has a briefcase. I remember trying to break into it as a kid because I watched the Italian job and thought, I want to rob banks when I grow up. Luckily, I didn't. I don't know if I'd say luckily. I mean, if I, if I was robbing banks... This podcast would be a lot more high quality and we'd probably have guests in video already, which is all to come, guys. If you don't know, this is eventually going to be pretty much identical to the Joe Rogan experience. I don't know if you guys like that. Oh, shit. I don't know if I can even say that on this show, his name. I don't even know. I don't know the rules of podcasts, man. I just got this idea on Saturday. It's Friday. It's not even been a week and I've fully made a podcast. I've got an Instagram, a Twitter. Don't, don't even worry about it. We'll get to that later. So I decide I'm going to drive this guy to Mississippi and we're going to go and try and pitch these guys and get the deal because they're a humongous company. If you ever grew up and wanted to start a band, you probably know this company. If you ever grew up and had a sibling that wanted to start a band, you probably know this company. If you ever been to a concert, you might know this company. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. If you have any idea anything about sound equipment, if you did some deductive reasoning skills or you had some, you could probably figure out, you know, you might be able to figure out, I don't know. You don't know. You guys are probably pretty, pretty smart people. You could figure it out. But we drive out there. We're driving for hours. 
he's a great guy. We're, we're chatting it up the whole time. It was great. We stopped on the Mississippi River and we stopped at this dope bar. And he doesn't drink. And we're driving this dope rental car, let me add, that he rented specifically for this trip because he didn't want to put the miles on his truck because his truck was super badass. And he was like, we're not driving that thing. And because he didn't really want me driving that thing because he knew that he was going to bully me into driving 100 miles an hour at all times. And when I'm, when I'm saying that, I am not kidding at all. He would have me shoot gaps while driving that if my mother was in the car, she would burst into tears almost instantaneously because I was so scared when I was doing it that I can only imagine how scared anyone else was, but not, not Brad. Brad was the guy that would have you do it no matter what. He'd say, you got it. What are you, what are you, a pussy? What are you, a pussy? Do it. I don't know if I can say pussy, but I just did it. And I did it a couple times and it's probably not okay. And people might've got offended, but I really don't give a shit. So we drive all the way to Mississippi. We stop on the Mississippi River to get dinner. And we stop and we go in to this dope bar with the, all of this brand new fresh wood. The whole place smelled like a Home Depot if it was like a Home Depot mixed with anthropology and a brewery because the smells in there were just insane and they had like a brewery set up in part of the bar. But when you went into the bathroom, it smelled like fresh wood, but it was like really nice looking, all gloss. It wasn't like real shitty or anything. It was super dope. And they had dartboards. So, you know, me moving out of the bar scene, being on a award-winning dart team, you know, no big deal. Got my name on some first place trophies. We'll talk about that definitely on this podcast, about how dope I am at darts. You guys don't even know. But, ooh, I just hit the mic thing. All right, we're good. Okay, so we're at this restaurant. We order this dope pizza. We eat dinner. We go all the way to the hotel. It's the middle of the night. We go to bed. We end up watching, like, Deadpool on FX, and he'd never seen it because it's rated R, and he can't watch rated R movies. But because it's on TV, it was kind of like a blurred line. I hope I'm not calling him out. I hope I'm not, you know, fucking him up in the eyes of whatever that, whatever it is that they... I think it's Jesus. They believe in Jesus. I think, right? I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't really care to figure it out. I probably should know. I'm kind of an asshole for saying that. I don't I don't mean I don't care, but I just don't know. So we watch that. We go to sleep. We wake up and he's like, hey, we got to get there early, man. We're going, we're going to go scope out the town. We're going to see if we can figure out anything about the city that we can mention in the meeting to be super relevant because we want us to act like we've been here. Like we flew in and we, we got here early for this meeting. So we show up dope intro i'm taking pictures in the parking lot i'm i don't give a fuck i'm not i'm not ashamed at all i just said the f word y'all damn i hope my family can understand i'm sorry i'm just a little excited it's my first podcast this is pretty cool but we go in and it's awesome it's everything i thought it would be and more except for the fact that it barely looks open it looks like it was made in the 80s it's falling apart it's not that cool it's in a really weird part of town we definitely felt like we were going to get robbed at one point when we got stopped at the train tracks and some car pulled up behind us and the train wasn't moving and we didn't know where we were going to go and we were kind of in the hood and there was people walking around and it was really early so it was kind of weird and it was like a monday morning so it was really really weird but We end up making it to the office, even though we went to the wrong place first, and we get in, and it's not everything that I thought it would be. It was kind of like an 80s movie if it just hit me with the wah, wah, and it just kind of went to shit. And we show up, and we say we're there for the guy. We're there for the guy from freaking Undercover Boss. A big dog. He's not a little dog. He's not just a little guy. He's the biggest dog in this place. 
and we go up and we ask for him and the lady at the front laughs at us i'm not even kidding laughs at us in our face like we're just some couple of schlubs that found our way to the door and we say no we're definitely here for him yeah we we just flew in from dallas you let him know we're here and you should have seen the look on her face it looked like she saw a ghost. It looked like she saw an army of ghosts about to attack her for being super dumb and rude to us because we're big dogs. So she realizes that she needs to call this guy. Turns out this guy was turning up all weekend because they had this big party on Friday. He partied through Saturday and I'm guessing Sunday because I'm pretty sure it was football season. So he was probably turning up for the game. Oh, you guys don't even know, but I finally caught the mosquito that's been flying around me. Okay back to the story so she calls him up and gets him there in a matter of minutes the guy that we had already talked to who wasn't the big dog who is one of the nicest guys i've ever had the pleasure of cold calling and emailing in my life he was ready for us he, he knew we were coming he we told him hey we're coming we told him we're coming we're coming I just said that a lot i'm sorry about that and okay moving on so we show up and we get shown to the conference room we're sat down and i am starting to trip out because i am in there in a target button-up shirt with some pants that don't fit because they're too long because they don't they're not the right cut i don't know i didn't realize tailors were a thing apparently at 22 sorry i just burped but i was wearing these dumb clothes and i looked like such a fool and i was tripping out about it because Although I might not look like I care what I wear because I don't shop at the dopest of places and I only have a couple select fire pieces, I care about how I look. You know, I want to look like a professional when I go into this meeting. I'm at this big ass company. And so I'm tripping out because I, the briefcase that I ended up getting for this meeting because they told me I needed a briefcase was my dad's briefcase that I'm pretty sure I started talking about and got off track. That happens. It's all good. But I had to touch this thing up with Sharpie because it was old and beat up. And I'm starting to realize it when I sit down and my hands are dripping sweat onto the conference table. I'm not kidding, guys. I'm trying to so, to wipe off the sweat with my sleeve casually. Like, oh, I rolled my pen. I need to roll my arm over here and just wipe off all this freaking sweat on the damn table because I'm so freaking scared. Because the guy finally showed up and he's fucking pissed because we just called him and he's hung over. He never has to show up to the office this early because why would he? He's the freaking big dog. So he sits through this whole meeting, definitely doesn't want to talk to us, definitely doesn't want to talk to us. But the guy who's in there from his company loves us. So he's pretty much doing all the selling for us. He ends up pretty much getting the guy to sign, but he doesn't want to sign for two quarters. We had them signed up for two quarters. We're looking at like a $50,000 sale that we just drove out to Mississippi from Dallas, Texas to get over the weekend. And he's not ready to commit to, to two quarters worth of, of what we did, which was content marketing. We were a B2B content marketing firm. So Brad takes out a pen and says, I'll make an addendum to this contract right now that says, if you're not satisfied after the first quarter, you can quit. So the guy signs. Brad got the sale. We leave. We go eat Victory Steaks downtown in the city that we're in in Mississippi that I'm not going to tell you because of the company's name and privacy issues. But 
it was awesome. We, we drove back. We were heroes. We, we FaceTimed the company. We, were, we went to Mississippi to get the deal. And it was the end of the month. It was the last day of the month. And if you know anything about sales, you get the deals on the last day of the month. And deals started pouring in after we got that deal. Not only do they start pouring in, we started getting call and text and message after message about all the deals that happened. We were heroes. We were driving back. We stopped. We went to the Duck Dynasty store. Yeah, I got to go to the Duck Dynasty store. I got a hat. I got a shirt. It was a baseball tee. It was badass. I worked out in it. thought I was badass. I wish I still had it. I still have the hat. It's disgusting. I wore that thing to death. If you know anything about me and you know anything about hats, I wear them constantly. And they get destroyed. Because I don't know how to wash them. And I don't care to. I just want a new hat. Because that's not too much to ask. That probably sound kind of shitty. I don't know. I just like hats. I want a hat. But that's the that's the story of my first business trip. It's a long one. 30-minute episode. I'm so glad that you guys tuned in. I'm so happy that you guys listened. I'm so glad I did this. I've been wanting to do this. I don't know if it was this. I, I even stuttered when I said it. I don't know if this is exactly what I wanted to do. But I love telling stories. I do it all the time. Every aspect of my life. I pretty much tell stories... Anytime I'm talking, anything, it's I'm telling you a story about something. It's not just, hey, I just saw this cool thing on my phone, check it out. It's like, hey, let me tell you what I just showed you five seconds ago. And let me tell you all about why I love it and the whole story about it and how I found it. But thank you for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram, Pointless Stories Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Pointless Story underscore. We even got a YouTube coming, guys. It's already made. This is going to go on it. You can listen to it on there. I don't know how much you listen to on YouTube, but we're going to have videos soon. And that's why I need you guys, the listeners, the people. I want to hear from you. I have this whole thing on the site. Send in your stories. I don't know if you guys are the best storytellers, but some of you guys are great writers, I bet. And you write cool stories. I guarantee it. I bet you have cool stories that you could write that you probably never written before, but you know how you never had time. And now you're in this quarantine and you got all this time. So write a story and send it in and I'll read it out on on the on the air and I'll read it exactly how you write it unless you cuss a lot and then I'll have to talk to you about it and we might have to tweak it but send in some stories share my story at pointless-stories.com remember you can listen to these on pointless-stories.com and if you have some stuff going on write me a story could be short could be long doesn't have to be 30 minutes we can do collab episodes but I'm going to shout you out and you can tell me anything you have going on and I'm going to put it out on there on the airwaves for all the people to listen. So tune in next week to Pointless Stories Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs>